This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm going to talk tonight on the prodigal. I decided to write this on the prodigal. It's a news article. Because the reality is that all of us have been prodigals at one time to our Heavenly Father. In Luke chapter 15, which we'll read in a moment, there are three parables. All three deal with something lost. One was a lost sheep. The other was a lost coin. The last one was a lost prodigal son. In the three parables, the point that Luke is making is God is longing for and desiring that the lost will be recovered. In the case of the lost son, the illustration is the view and attitude of Father God and Jesus Christ. The runaway son who was engaged in every form of sin is still cherished in their hearts and is so very loved. God is longing for all of humanity to come back to him. He is ready to forgive and receive each person back. Here the earthly father to the prodigal reveals the heart of God in that as soon as the son repents of his debauchery to God and starts to return home, the father seeing his son from afar off runs to greet him and restores him back into his family. He immediately forgives and restores his son. The father had been praying, hoping the son would repent and come home as the father's heart was breaking because of his deep love for his son, no matter what he had done. Today, in most families, there are prodigals. Fathers and mothers carry a burden and their longing that their precious prodigal would come home. Once again, every one of us has been a prodigal to God the Father. Many prodigals are still running from God. God has not given up hope. That's the whole point for the gospel. That's the whole point for you and I sharing our faith as a tool, as an ambassador, as a messenger, 
as the voice of God for prodigals to come back home. Luke 15, 1 through 32. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eats with them. And he spoke this parable unto them, saying, What man of you have a hundred sheep? If he lose one of them, doth he not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me. For I have found my sheep, which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be given in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. More than ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Either with women or a woman having ten pieces of silver. If she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it? I mean, how many of you have done that? Maybe you have a billfold full of coins. Used to be called a coin purse. And one falls out. Don't you look for it? I think you do. Even stick your head under the couch, under the bed, under the table. And when she hath found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I have lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. And he said, a certain man has two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. When he had spent all there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. You see, this young man had really fallen a long way from having plenty in his father's house to now having nothing and actually eating with the pigs. I will arise and go to my father and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. He arose and came to his father. 
But when he was yet afar off, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. The son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no more worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For my son was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field and he came and drew nigh to the house. He heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked, What do these things mean? He said unto him, Your brother has come. Your father has killed a fatted calf because he hath received him safe and sound. He was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. Answering to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve you. Neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet you never gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as the son was come, which has devoured thy living with harlots, you have killed him the fatted calf. He said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is yours. It was meet that we should make merry. Be glad, for your brother was dead, is alive again, was lost, and is found. The heart of God. The heart should be of each parent, each father, each mother. God's love goes beyond human love. This brother, he did not have God's heart. This brother wanted justice. Actually, he already had everything. But he was even jealous of the father's love. He was jealous of what the father was bestowing upon him. Love, forgiveness. The following are pages. I'm going to read you pages from a book. I parent. It says, Parenting Prodigals and Children in the 21st Century by Dr. Lon W. Flippo. I believe prodigals, like I said, every family has them. You and I at one time was a prodigal to God. While all children live as free agents, capable of resisting even the best parenting plans, Rod Parsons noted an author on prodigals remarked, so many parents are carrying a heavy load of guilt they have no right to bear. Now, if you're watching on television right now, as many are listening on radio, shortwave, social media, syndicated radio with Omega Man, 
Many of you out there, parents, are carrying, again, guilt that you have no right to bear. That's not to say that we're perfect parents or you're a perfect parent. We've just been parents who have given this task and perform it to the very best of our ability. There's hardly a mother or father on the face of the planet who wouldn't love to have another shot at parenting. To rewind the clock and get the chance to read all the books, go to all the seminars before their children hit the teenage years. But even if you had the chance, the truth is we'd probably just make different mistakes. Just think about life in general. Sure, you learned a lot. But as time goes on, things come up before you. New mistakes are made. Some people damage others, locking themselves into patterns of behavior that reflect a limited view of their place in the world and in the lives of others. The old warning epitomizes their attitude. When I get through with you, there'll be nothing left. They live selfishly, trolling through life, oblivious to the ramifications of their behavior. The prodigal son was characterized by this mindset. He could not see or chose not to consider the pain that he was causing his family. He felt his own need for pleasure and independence and allowed that to override any other considerations. The free will amplified by the prodigals at the heart of the Christ parable. Free will. Free will and its consequences play a central role in humanity's story as well as the maturity of each person. Free will also plays a central role in choices our children make when not in our presence. Free will. I know some of us might wish that God wouldn't give free will. But then you wouldn't be made in his image. You might wish your children were robots and just had to do the right thing. Once again, then you wouldn't be made in the image of God. You wouldn't have the joy that God experiences that comes from not being a robot, but a human made in the image of God, free will. Understanding the biblical concept of free will provides important insight for parents when relating to a prodigal. Our children like the prodigal son, must recognize that their willful behavior affects their relationship both with God and their families. That's why the father in the parable let the son go. The son's destructive behavior was destroying the family's reputation and position in the community. 
It was causing chaos in the home. He let him go. Understanding that he could not force his son to choose right. Children have the freedom to reject God. But they don't have the power to control the consequences of their behavior. The freedom man has is not that power, but of choice. Consequently, he's accountable for choosing the course he takes. Again, children don't have the power to control the consequences of their behavior. They have the freedom, though, to reject God. The freedom to reject family, parents. But there are consequences for that reject them, rejection they can't control. One of the consequences the son suffered is this parable was a loss of the father's protection, wisdom, and provision when he chose to leave home and live a wasteful life. Prodigals also refers to those who choose irresponsibility and self-pleasure with no concern for consequences, though he or she knows the right and responsible way. Again, if you remember, I said that many parents carry a load of guilt that's not justified because they have not understood the free will that people have. The scriptures clearly reveal that God does not hold a mother or father responsible for the prodigal child's choices. He does, however, hold parents accountable for how they respond to their wayward children. If the father in this story represents God, the perfect father, the principle we can take away is that we, like God, are not responsible for the decisions and behavior of our children. It is not your fault. Like it's not God's fault if you want to reject God. He's made every way of escape he could for you. He's the perfect father. Yet if you choose to reject him, it's not his fault. You know, this is going to surprise some people on Judgment Day. They're going to blame their parents. God's going to blame them. They're going to blame everybody for rejecting God or rejecting the authority placed over them. Parental authority. But God is going to blame them because they have free will, a free choice. They could change the destiny they were in. For you as a parent, the question is not, is it my fault? But rather, how can I help my child find his way or her way back to responsibility, to family, to God, after making grave mistakes in life? Your goal is to leave the door open no matter what happens. 
In the parable of the lost son, Luke 15, the prodigal son's primary concern was satisfying his own needs. In doing so, he abandoned his responsibility to the rest of the family and community. His attitudes and actions sow no thought for the well-being of others. Just like those of many teenagers in America today. The younger, younger son, like many prodigals today, was selfish. He mirrors the contemporary American child who believes he or she is entitled to indulge. The loving father's experience with his lost son mirrors the parenting journey of those who have raised or are raising prodigals. Many of you out there, you are raising a prodigal. They're living in your home, but you can't control your teenager. Or you're an adult child. They have rejected everything you've taught. Everything at one time they said they believed in. And you can't seem to get through to them. As a parent of a prodigal today, you might identify with a conversation in Luke 15, in which the nearly adult child argues for his personal rights while looking down in disgust at his parents. In the biblical parable, as in the modern family culture, the prodigal put parents in the pursuit of pleasure above his relationship with his father. The prodigal put friends, friends, in the pursuit of pleasure above relationship with his father. That is what happens all through the world today. The prodigal puts their friends above God, pleasure above God, friends above parents. They're engaged in self-pleasure, actually self-destruction. Henry Newwin wrote, quote, Addiction might be the best word to explain the lostness that so deeply permeates contemporary society. Our addictions make us cling to what the world claims as the keys to self-fulfillment. Accumulation of wealth and power, attainment of status, admiration, lavish consumption of food and drink, sexual gratification without distinguishing between lust and love, you know, a person that's not married, oh, I love them. No, you lust. You lust. Let's get the right word. You lust after them. If you loved them, you would have made a covenant of marriage so that they could be protected. Not that you could, out of a whim, just walk away with no responsibility. Let's just be honest. You didn't love. You lusted, lusted, lusted. We're not lovers. We're fornicators. We're adulterers. See, we don't like to use biblical words, do we? Because it doesn't sound romantic. Oh, they're lovers. They're fornicators. That doesn't sound very nice. They're lovers. No, they're homosexuals. They're lovers. No, they're lesbians. 
Doesn't sound nice, does it? Oh, they produced little babies. They produced bastards. Oh, that doesn't sound nice. You know, sin isn't nice, but we don't like to use the words that sin has because it doesn't sound nice. Again, lavish consumption of food and drink and sexual gratification without distinguishing between lust and love. These addictions create expectations that cannot but fail to satisfy our deepest needs. They fail. You can't ever get enough sex, enough lust, enough drugs, enough alcohol, enough money. Bill Gates can't have enough money. Let's make it mandatory for everyone to get a COVID vaccination. As long as we live within the world's delusions, our addictions condemn us to futile quests in the distant country, leaving us to face an endless series of delusionments while our sense of self remains unfulfilled. Tune in again tomorrow as I continue on The Prodigal. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.